0: Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Hi,
1: I'm Jeff Skinner. Did you know a simple act of kindness could bring a smile to Cole's face? You could donate to our fake charity or one of the hundreds of real ones that have signed up to benefit on Give 716 Day. Simply visit Give716.org between July 16th and 18th to make a donation and make Cole's vapor-distilled hydrated tears disappear.
0: Welcome surprise in the window of Give 716. Oh yeah, Between Two Stalls is back with a nice little voiceover by Jeff Skinner there. Now he adds that to his acting credit because that was not needed to be on camera. That was a beautifully red tag. And obviously we are in the midst of Give 716. Folks, head to Give716.org. Tell us today at Sabres Live what cause you're supporting, what local charity you have become interested in invested in it'll be our opportunity to amplify uh a few more of those along the way marty you know what i have in my hand here
1: uh a list of uh all the people you talked to last night at uh
0: the draft room and there's well, it's a long list after getting the stare down from you <laughs> as i begged for your attention and and got basically nothing out of you um i actually went today because I do find this number rather staggering, so I, I I literally wanted to go old school and put it in print form. I was like, what does 539 charities look like when you print it out? Oh my gosh, yeah. I have 12, 12 pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starting with Second Chance Services, Inc., and then running all the way through in alphabetical order. And honestly, like, Sometimes you, you take a moment like that and you go, wow, this shows once again, not only how we can help, but how many people are in need of help. And that needs to be the reminder here as we under the Sabres and Bills Foundation's umbrella, if you will, um, just Roll along here as we are. What's our we're five is that say five seventy-eight?
1: Five seventy-eight. Yeah, five almost five seventy-nine. So we yeah. are really getting up in these power hours right now. Key bank is the noon hour power yes. hour, and then at one p.m. it's Wegman's. And and then later this afternoon is Sean McDermott's power hour. There's the Buffalo Bills mini helmet from the defense. There's a the Sabres jersey. Power hour later, like those are going to be big hours, people, I'm telling you. But every hour is a great hour to donate. Now, Duffer, you talk about our get together at the draft room and it was it was amazing. The turnout was great. But what was even so good about the the event itself to launch at 716 last night, the give 716 day or Mm -hmm. a couple of days or hours uh, was the amount of people that represents those charities that were there. Yes. That were there. And you get to talk to them. They, mm-hmm. You know, they 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 I, I got a great t-shirt from um Buffalo Underdogs Rescue. And this morning I read about it. How did it all start? Right. And it's mm-hmm. a great story. It's a great read. Uh but the one thing that I was impressed with, very impressed with and it, it makes me so hopeful and I love it uh was the amount of young people that have started non-for-profit or charities that are helping out like you know just out of college and they're like you know what i went into this in my studies and i wasn't really crazy about it and then i got and then i got helping and then i started a a charity a non-for-profit and now you know i work 365 days a year and 20 hours a day but i make it happen the mm-hmm. amount of young people that have started something amazing and their ideas right it, it just um it could be with animals with people with physical side mental side support veterans uh young old it's everything it was just amazing
0: well that's that's you know the key word within that is volunteer and that's often how people find themselves being able to give back in the community and that's certainly how It unfolded for me when I ran into a trio of people from Fantastic Friends of Western New York. It's a Mm -hmm. social organization for developmentally, intellectually disabled individuals. And that's all ages, like they said, like from five to 93, you know, and um, and it's it's as they were explaining it to me. It's it's so much more than just the moments that they create for the people of all ages that that need assistance. It's so impactful for the families to see their, you know, their own family members be given opportunities to do things that are just, you know, that we take for granted in, in the day to day realm. So mm-hmm. I just want, you know, to give out a, a little shout out to fantastic friends of Western New York because they would fall into that category like the many on my. 12 page list here of ones that I didn't know about before. And you know, There's obviously so like, many
1: of them that sure, and,
0: I... and and that's not to like obviously from before I even got to Buffalo, we were and will be forever connected to Camp Good Days. Yes. So the the beauty of this is you go into give716.org and just go into the categories that might be of interest to you. Like you said, perhaps you're all about Protecting animals, giving them a better place, uh, could be education anywhere in nearby, uh, towns, cities, downtown Buffalo itself. Um, all forms of life are represented in this. And mm-hmm. so it's important. I, I don't want to say we don't encourage you to do a wide brush generic donation. Obviously, every bit helps because. It, it'll it be then under the umbrella of the Sabres and or Bill's foundations. But if you specifically target something of interest that amplifies them, that draws them into more awareness in the big picture. And they then are able to get more of the fundraising, you know, given back to them. So, and, and the other thing is like, Hey, you want to do a hundred bucks, you can divide it up. You can, you can knock off like three or four or five different if you want to do it that way. So, I love that aspect of it as well. Cause you can really just spread out your love for the community. And,
1: and You can look at all the charities and you can see the ones that are in your areas. And that was amazing to me is that um, there was some like in, in Orchard park and East Aurora that I didn't even know existed. Right. And I'm like, I, yeah. I, I drive by these places all the time. I didn't even know they existed. Um, Providence farm collective corp is in East and, in, in Orchard park, I should say. And I, I was talking to them and, Amazing things that they do with crops and, and, uh, you know, um, community rooted agriculture and food system and stuff like that. Like it was, it was great. And then they're talking about it. How was they it was fascinating when
0: you told me. Yeah. It was fascinating when you told me because they localize it to where they've come from.
1: Yes, right? absolutely. Trying to help. Uh, obviously, um, community based farming with different access to different foods that maybe you don't find. But also I'm like, so do you guys have animals? And they're like, well, we're on 36 acres and we're, we, 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 we can't grow anymore. We have just crops, but we would like to grow more. And that's their next step, right? Knowing that you may start as one thing and you may end up five years later at something else. And, and we also have to remember that although the pandemic was, A really, really tough time for a lot of people and for a lot of charities that all of a sudden had to maybe close down. And but what Give716 came from is the pandemic and an idea to help all the charities in, in Western New York because of their loss of maybe, you know, revenues or resources. And let's do something for them. So out of something that was awful and a very very difficult time still came a lot of great right and this give 716 day came from something that was very challenging and now is helping even more and more charities which is awesome to see and it was great to see the jason pominville and the tim right. Conley and danny and Brad May yesterday that were there i'm walking around and all people are saying is like Hey, Palmerville's was just around, and he said, your 5-0 was so big, you should have named it. And I'm like, you know, so it was fun to have a little back and forth and uh, and and with the guys that, uh, you know, sometimes are not in Buffalo as often, but uh, mm-hmm. Tim Conley and Palmerville were here, Brad May, Danny Gare, the Bandits were there, Bills were there. It was great to meet some of those guys, so it was fun.
0: Palmer's dad was with him, right?
1: Palmer's dad was with him. He used to tell me stories about how, he used to drive down to Rochester and watch Palmer play. And he would come down to Buffalo every three weeks and stay and, and uh, you know, all, all of it, right? And now it was great when he was with the Sabres and when he came back to Buffalo, how awesome it was for them as a family to know that they were coming back home. And then he could get in his car and not have to drive to Minnesota. And he could drive to Buffalo in five and a half hours and be able to be here. So his dad was awesome. Talked to him for a long time. It was great.
0: So among the bandits, and this is, as you know, as I'm sporting my 26 shirts, uh, hoodie, which is we, we got five now as far as world titles. Um, this is really special because the vibe that I felt when the bandits won this year was just the overflowing optimism for the Bills coming out of the shoot next. And then the Bills, the Sabres coming out, you know, for their season after that. And there's just this appetite and now that taste. Of winning again, which is so wonderful. So Dane Smith, the Okananico, Chris Coluche, Chase Frazier, Josh Byrne, all there. Like you're talking about the big name guys and crazy, crazy, crazy schedules they're on right now. Given that they play PLL, it was, it was remarkable that they made it mm-hmm. back. You mentioned all the Sabre guys. It was all of them, by the way, look fantastic. Like yes. Danny, Brad, Tim, Jason, like they just, they look really well. And I think that's always great to see from a fan standpoint, right? Like some haven't seen them in years and it's just like, oh my gosh, you look great. Like you're, you know, hopefully life is you're, is going well. We interviewed uh, Bill's first rounder, Dalton Kincaid. Um, Dorian Williams was there. Deion Dawkins did a bunch of stuff earlier in the day. Osiris Torrance was there. Um, it was just, it was uh, a really, really special launch. And now we are pushing 600,000 and we of course take this all the way through to 716 tomorrow morning. Now by sitting at almost 600,000, that means that our three year total right now in this moment is just shy of $3 million. Yes. So we are definitely trending towards and surpassing 1 million. I'm going to boldly say that that's going to happen for a third consecutive year and, um, couldn't be happier to be a part of it. Now we do have some news to get into, right?
1: Is there hockey news we have to talk about? I mean, well, I'm having we, so much. We fun kind talking. of
0: missed it on Friday, so <laughs>
1: we did. We didn't talk much about it on uh, on Friday, definitely. But yes, Marty, um, there are there no contracts
0: news. left to sign. There, like the Sabres, between nope. the Sabers and the Amherst, everybody is done. Linus yes. Weisbach got done this morning. So Brett Murray's was done on Friday. We had a recent draft pick in um, uh, Wahlberg, Anton Wahlberg get get signed as well. So. Like, is it cottage season now for Kev? <laughs>
1: um, I would think it probably is cottage season. Uh, maybe it was cottage season, and they were just waiting for the facts to come back before they could announce it. When it comes to Wiseback, I think this is a uh, listen. It's 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 great. It, number one, the well, I don't want to say the best organizations because often it's out of their control. But mm. this tells me one thing: they manage their contracts the right way. So you didn't have all of a sudden 20 to do in a summer and it's like taking time. Uh, But two players want to be here, right? Player want to say, I want to bet on myself. What Linus Weisbach just did signing a one year deal two way, by the way. So it is, you know, a certain salary in the NHL, a certain salary in the AHL, but that's a very much, I want to bet on myself. I want to continue to develop. I want to bet on myself. And I want to make the Sabres and I want to show them that I'm a big part of this. And then after that, then if you, if you bet on yourself and, and you do well, then there comes the one way contracts, right? There comes the million dollar contracts. There comes the, the, the stability and the NHL, um, you know, career that you want to have. So for me, that was a very much a, I want to bet on myself contract for Linus Weisbach. And I'm, I'm excited about him in camp. I'm excited about everybody in camp, but I'm excited about Wiseback because I think that now healthy and the type of player that he is, the speed that he brings to the game, the tenacity that he brings to the game, the skill level that he brings to the game and a little bit older, mm-hmm. um, there's definitely a, a a lane for him to make his mark in Buffalo at some point this year.
0: Well, here's the thing with Weisbach. He's 25, but based on games played, he was able to sign that contract, which is basically like an extension of your entry level in that yeah. it is two way and he does not have to clear waivers. Mm-hmm. So that sets him apart when this training camp rolls around and, and some would say, oh, well, maybe that's not good for him because they don't risk losing him. It is what it is. Rusek can slide as well. Brett Murray can no longer slide. Yeah. And Brandon Byro cannot slide. So, if you're looking at it objectively from players with a bit of age and a bit of experience,
1: did you say Rusek cannot slide? According to Kev no, no. Here I it said, says, no, no.
0: I said Rusek. Sorry, I meant to say Rusek can. Yeah, like he can, Liesbach. So he can, yeah. But Murray and Byro can't. Yes. So, okay. um, so when you're looking at those guys in the in the picture of, yes, they are older than Yuri Kulik. And uh Isaac Rosean and Cedarquist and, and Kozak and that. Yeah, like so it it does feel like you're getting closer to this is their last camp to mm-hmm. make a make the biggest impression possible.
1: Yes.
0: And that alone should have the younger guys on edge a little bit, especially if internally, guys are not only looking at the opening created by a Quinn injury, but still the lingering unknown of what if they trade Victor
1: Yeah.
0: right? So I think any time, and you obviously can speak to this because you've watched your peers try to fill in for somebody or make it full-time, um, this is a really, really, really Fascinating time for Murray, Rusek, Weisbach, and Byro, specifically, in my opinion.
1: And and being a little older uh, has a lot of advantages to you're more physically matured, you're more mm-hmm. mentally matured. Um, You can maybe have a little bit more desperation to your, your summer workouts and your preparation knowing like, hey, I better be the top of the physical testing, the top of everything right away, right? Make your mark. Mm-hmm. You're getting a lot of preseason games. Why? Because you gotta put players with certain age restrictions and certain games restriction, and sometimes it falls into veteran players in the American League to mm-hmm. play a lot of the preseason games. Um, so you're gonna get a lot of opportunities. But I also think that um, a, a player that, and I I don't like to bring up like other organization or whatnot often, but I think of a, a Jake Gensel, for example, right, like. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, Jake Gensel was in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and then he had an immediate impact with with Pittsburgh. Yeah, but he was 22 years old. Like, he wasn't a 19 or 20-year-old coming into Wilkes-Barre. He was 22. And by the time he really had a big impact in Pittsburgh, he was already 23, 24, 25. Like, because he was more mature he was he was better equipped to handle that and that's what pittsburgh was looking at how can we get the brian Rust, and the jay gensel to surround our crosby malkin and the whole crew right it wasn't 20 year olds or 21 year olds it was 24 25 26 that had some experience and could come in and fill a role so Uh, who are those guys going to be now with buffalo i i mean i'd love to see kulik and savoy and roseanne and those guys but there's always a a halfway point between your guys in the nhl and the next wave there's got to be guys that fill in that gap and the byro the murray the weisbach those guys have to fill in the gap if you're not fully ready to give kulik savoy roseanne a full shot in the nhl
0: and of course if you're going to talk about matt savoy you have to reiterate that he's ineligible to go to rochester Yep. And it's the same with Zach Benson, this year's first rounder. You know, yes, both Savoy and Benson can hang around for play their nine games and make a decision after that. There are options. Yes. But the focus right now based on the signings that happened over the weekend is that middle group and ask, I'll ask it this way. How different is it for Rusek, Murray, Byro Weisbach, when you come into a camp with the third-ranked offensive team, which were the Sabres last year, as opposed to the previous decade when they were in the bottom five (laughs) every single year. Because my guess is, as someone who's one of the higher-end American Hockey League players, you always think, I can get up there and do something. The reality is it takes way more than just one guy to be able to do that yes but if you're coming up and like you said with the rusts and gensels of the world if you're playing with better players now does that not amplify the opportunity like does that not make you believe even more like hey like this is legit now like this is how they play i can fit myself into this
1: it not only it helps with that, but i look at it right away as well my job is not to go out there and score 25 and 30 like i think it takes the pressure off of the production side of things when you Mm -hmm. come on and your team is in the bottom five or bottom 10 in goals per game and you get given you know 16 minutes a night or 15 minutes a night if you don't score in five six or seven games it's like oh like he's not getting the job done. Like a goal from this guy who scored twenty in Rochester, twenty-five in Rochester would uh-huh. be very needed right now. But when you have Skinner, Tuck, Thompson, Cousins, Middlestadt, Krebs, Paterka, Olsson, maybe Quinn, Dalene, Power, like okay. So if Weisbach comes in and has two goals in thirty games, but is really getting the 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 role that he needs to play in. That's fine for me. Like, the goals will come. I've seen you score 20 in the American League. I know that will come, but there's no pressure on him to score. If Lucas Rusek comes in and scores five in the first 35, that's okay. Yeah, I know you scored a goal on your first shot, your first shift, and all of that last year. But yeah. that's not what you need to focus on. You need to focus on, are you getting opportunities? Is your uh, defensive side of the game good? Are you playing the role are you skating getting on the forecheck all of that the goals will come within the system why because we're seeing it now we're seeing the goals coming within a system that that asks for a quick transition that asks for good offensive zone time possession so the pressure is not there for those guys to having to look at the stats and say man i'm really struggling and that's why my ice time has gone from 12 to 10 to 8 to 6 to a healthy scratch
0: How much more pressure, since we're talking about this this group of players from Rochester specifically last year, that were often referred to as they're right there, they're right there, they're right there. Those were the words that we heard an awful lot from Kevin Adams, from Seth Appert, you know, coming out of last year's training camp in the beginning of the AHL season. We're looking at their opportunity today through the window of Quinn being out, for perhaps close to half the year. We'll see. Might not be that long. Um and again, the unknown as far as whether they make any more changes up front, i.e., Olafson. But what what should we be thinking about the Josts and the Greenways and the Krebs wow. of the world as far as the opportunity that's in front of them? Now, Krebs. Might raise an eyebrow for people when I say that because they're like, "There's nothing wrong with Krebs. Like he's he's doing it." True, but he's in a role that no one would have projected when he was acquired in that's the Jack like, Eichel trade. First-round right? pick and traded in the Eichel trade. Right. You're thinking. Dude, and he's you- being flanked by Gergensen's and Apoza. Right. Yes. Like so. That's so. I'm really curious now what the opportunity for Krebs, Jost, Greenway, just to name three, are in your opinion.
1: Well, I. I feel like the pressure has now shifted, right? Because if you're on a, again, a team that is going about to do its business and you have veterans and you know you don't have a lot of young players pushing the veterans out, the yeah. veterans are really comfortable. And maybe that's not good. You want everybody to be uncomfortable, right? You don't want to feel like I've got my job. Look, my stall is over there. My name is up there and I'm good. I'm getting my paychecks, right? You want everybody uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes I, that the pressure is more on the young guys to go up and make the big club. Um, I don't feel like that's the way now. I think the pressure is a lot more on players like Joseph Greenway and Krebs um, to continue to perform. Why? Because there is not just one, not just two players that are coming in and can take your spot. There's like five. We listed five or six players mm-hmm. this year or next year that are... I want a roster spot and whoever's in the way, I'm taking it. Now you're not taking Tage Thompson roster spot and Skinner and talk. That's not happening. But there is players that, you know, all vulnerable for that. So I think what it does is, again, it puts pressure on the Tyson Jose and the Jordan Greenway. Uh, But them in return are now seeing, hey, how can I move up in the lineup? How can I fill into Jack Quinn's spot and not have a Yuri Kulik fill into that spot? it's it's not easy. It's not easy. And I'll tell you this. It's a lot more pressure and realizing that pressure for a Joast or Greenway or a Krebs than it is for a younger guy. The younger guy's like, I'm playing. Like, give uh-huh. me that opportunity. This is fun. Yeah. The older guy's like, Oh, like, I better I better seize that. If not, I may not get another one. Like, that's uh-huh. that's very difficult. I feel like there's more pressure and it's much more difficult for Joast, Greenway, Krebs those guys in that position with the Quinn absence to feel like they can earn that spot. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to just play with whatever house money in that, in that sense. Right.
0: And it's really well said. And you know what we hear often, like just get better every day, right now that's hard in life. Like that, that it's genuinely hard. You have to put in a lot of effort to try to improve yourself on a daily basis. The AHL players that we just spoke of, they're all improving. Even Brett Murray, whose name has been around in this organization yeah. for a while, every year he's gotten better. Weisbach has gotten better. Byro, when healthy, has gotten better. Would have been their leading scorer last year had he not mm-hmm. mistimed injury. Rusek, clearly, from the moment he was healthy for the first time with the Amherst, has gotten better. Sometimes that improvement is not as noticeable in the NHL, and then it speaks to what your point is. Then you start worrying, like, how am I – I'm not getting better here. How do I get better? And that's, to me, what makes this interesting because the organization's only going to be able to keep those that they see continuing to improve. That's just a logical observation, right?
1: And uh, I think what is happening the last few years is that the synergy between Rochester and Buffalo and the communication between the two clubs and and Carmanos and Kevin Adams and Seth Appert and Don Granado and everybody, um, I'm not saying it helps the players in Rochester, but if Don Granado or Kevin Adams is, is calling on or or wanting information on uh Bayrol or a Murray or a Rusek or whatnot, they're getting a a enhanced version, right? Because Seth and Carmanos love these guys and what they're doing. If they called on Michael Mersch, they'd be like, he's ready to go, right? And uh-huh. we also obviously know that Mersch is in a different situation and Seth often explains that. Whatever you want to do, we're gonna help you get there. If you wanna be a leader, American League guy that's gonna be there for a long, long career and that's where you are, will make you the best version of yourself. But I can tell you this, like they, Kevin Adams, Don Granado, anybody that has been in Rochester in the playoffs and has had those conversations with the coaching staff and the hockey department staff, they're getting great reviews on everybody yeah. in Rochester. It's mm-hmm. it. That's the time to strike if you're those players.
0: By the time we come back from commercial, we're going to be over 600000 raised. Yes. We are at 597 right now in this year's Give 716 campaign. Hit up Give716.org. Thanks to maybe Luke Brady for tweeting at us at Sabres Live saying, Buffalo Child and Family Services, that's where his donation is going to because his wife works there. We want to hear from you. Amplify your favorite charity, your cause, because ultimately it is about your city, your teams, and your cause right now as we roll through and give 716 to seven sixty a.m. tomorrow lots to get to including date night in jacksonville for marty and i oh it might be straight ahead here on sabers live wgr sports radio 550 and msg t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours